Hello and welcome to episode five of Back of the Net. By giving you my promised predictions. Apologies for the delay. I was stressing over the fact I missed the deadline for my fantasy football team. Luckily, I kept the right captain. Oh, it was going to be a bad start to the weekend otherwise. But here I am with the promised predictions. I ain't going to guarantee how many I'm going to get right this time, but I'm looking for about at least two free results. I need to make up for the failure of the last couple of weeks. Embarrassing, embarrassing. I know I missed the Burnley-Brighton game, but nothing was really missed there. As I said, I can't stand watching that team play. Dry, lame, you name it. it was a drab nil-nil. I'm sure I even saw someone talking about that game saying Burnley should be rele- relegated for that dross of a performance. And boy, they ain't lying. Like I felt like that about that team for a long time now. But I'm glad other people are starting to see it because, yeah, it really jars me watching them lot. But I'm going to get into it. We're going to start with Southampton, Newcastle, which I think starts in about, what, half an hour? Southampton at home, you never really know what you're going to get from them. And you've got Danny Ings out as well. So it's going to be a tough one to call this one. I'd go like for a narrow 2-1 win to Southampton because with Newcastle, they're the type of team they'll get a goal, sit back, try to soak up the pressure. But... I think Southampton will just be a bit too strong for them. They've got the likes of Armstrong, Redmond, and I'm not sure if Jeanette will be playing. But Che Adams has started the season well, so don't be surprised with him getting on the score sheet. But yeah, all in all, I think Southampton will nick that one narrowly. So I'd say 2-1 to Southampton in that game. Tomorrow afternoon, I think it's uh, United-Everton. I think it's at Goodison. Boy... Oli must be sweating. After the last two defeats against Arsenal and Istanbul BB Gun, they will be praying they win this game. I think if they'd got a positive result against Arsenal, I think fans would have said, okay, they'll take a point from this one. But now it's a must win. I think if they lose this one, Oli's job is going to be on the line. People are going to be coming for next. I think he still deserves just a bit more time. Maybe because I kind of want them to suffer. Yeah, I do want them to suffer. But he does deserve a bit more time. Um, I do feel like United are just a run of four wins on the trot away from just getting some good confidence going and maybe seeing some better football. Because we saw them beat PSG. All right, PSG won at their best. But United can pull off results like that. And it won't be surprised if they go to Goodison Park and pick up all three points. They could go there, win convincingly 3-1. You just never know what you're going to get. However, I feel in this one, I think Hammers uh, Rodriguez is back. Richarlison, I think, serves the last game of his suspension. So it will be tough. It will be tough. I think narrowly, narrowly, I think Everton will take this 2-1. Oh, it's very tough. I was going for a draw earlier, 1-1, one, one, saying 1-1, one, 1-1. One, one, one. But yeah, I'm going to go narrowly to Everton. I just think that extra bit of quality they've added and after losing the last game to Newcastle away, I think they're really going to come buzzing, thinking, you know what, we've got to get this win. And a win will propel them back into a great position in the league. And this will be a great stepping stone to their achievements to finishing in top four. So yeah, I'm going to go definitely, yeah, 2-1 win to Everton. And boy, Oli's neck on the line after that. And I want I can't wait to watch United stand if they lose. Oh, that's some great viewing, some popcorn, some drink. 
and seeing Flex, Rants and all them guys complaining. Absolutely love it. But yeah, I'm going to go for 2-1 Everton in that one. After that, I think we've got Palace Leeds. This one for me was one of the toughest to predict. Um, Leeds have come off a drab performance against Leicester. I think they lost 4-1. 4-1-4-2? 4-1. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to get from them. Banford missed a couple of chances. And I just feel like... They're getting sussed out a bit. Like a lot of teams are knowing that if they can just firm some of the pressure that Leeds put on at the beginning, slow but surely you break them down and you score two or three past them. And I think they need to shore themselves up a bit at the back because they're not the most clinical um, at finishing. So they need to try and shot the back because at least take a point from games. Because you know in this league, little one point here and there will count, especially in the battle to avoid getting relegated. And I'm sure Leeds don't see themselves getting relegated at all this season, but you just don't know. So this is one of them games where Bielsa are probably thinking, you know what, let's go for it. Three points away at Palace, who they're not really the best team. I think at home, they just set up in that frustrating way where they've got Ayu, Benteke, Zaha, or sometimes Schlup, and they don't really know creativity. I, I know they bought Eze, but... There's nothing really special in that team. Uh, Zaha's so hot and cold, and you just don't know what you're going to get from that team. And I just think Leeds could go there, and they could they could do what they did at Villa. Go there, quickly finish up the game, 3-0 done. But I think they'll win the game, but I'm looking at this one, I would say a 2-1 win to Leeds, with Bamford to redeem himself after his missed chances against Leicester a couple of days ago. So yeah, 2-1 Leeds. And I'm going to stick with that one, yeah. I'm adamant that's going to happen. Following this one, we've got Chelsea, Sheffield United. Chelsea have been on a great run. I think it's five, six clean sheets in a row now. Uh, beginning of the season, myself included, had a lot of concerns about their defence. But they seem a lot more assured at the back. I think having Mendy in goal now has given the defence a lot more confidence. Like You can see players like Zuma... Uh, James, Chilwell, a lot of them are playing with confidence and it's showing in different games. They're winning 2-0. It's not a 2-0 scrappy 2-0. It's a comfortable 2-0 uh, victory or where they win 3-0. I'm thinking this one, they're going to get a comfortable 3-0 win. I can't see Sheffield United really causing any problems for them. Of the likes of ZH, Chilwell and James in the, in the fullback positions. Jorginho, if he plays, we know... All right, he's not the best, but he does keep them ticking over in certain games. And I think this is that type of game where, without Havertz, the likes of Ziyech Verne are really going to have a big say on the game. And I'm looking, yeah, comfortable 3-0 win. I don't really think the defence of Chelsea will get tested too much because I don't really see too many problems caused by the Sheffield United attack, as stated in my previous uh, podcast, with what I thought about McBurney and McGoldrick and them man there. But yeah, I think um, comfortable for Chelsea... And that would make it, what, seven clean sheets in a row, which I'm sure will be close to some type of record. West Ham uh, face Fulham. I think it's in the last game on the Saturday. This one, without Antonio, you West Ham are like, kind of like Palace, where you really don't know what you're going to get sometimes when they're at home. You know, you think, oh, they're playing Fulham at home, should be easy win. You really don't know. I think without Antonio, I think they'll win. I don't think it'll be as easy as people think. I think Fulham will put up a good fight. Uh, I think they've just come off a win against a horrendous West Brom team. So they'll have a bit of confidence about them. But 
I think West Ham, David Moyes seems to have a bit about his team at the moment. And I think they should uh, pull away from this one. I think a comfortable 2-0 win where West Ham fans will be praying Haller scores because 45 million, and I, I don't, someone can let me know how many goals he scored. I think he's been awful. I think he scored a double last season. I thought he was going to really pick up on that form. He's done absolutely nothing. I'm putting him in the same league as Wesley at Villa and Jollington at Newcastle. Three absolutely crap strikers who next season, I don't want to see them anywhere near this league. Embarrassing. Sunday, West Brom Tottenham. Now this one, Son needs to redeem himself. He flopped me hard last week. I was getting hammered in my group chats about Son captain. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Do you know what? I don't even remember it. But all I'm going to say is he needs to come correct this week. I've got him captain. I said, you know what? I'm sticking by him. He's going to come good for me. And I'm sure away from home, he scored, I'm thinking every away game or close to every away game he scored. So I'm hoping for a goal and assist or maybe two goals. And I want him and Kane to do that duo uh, act they do, you know, where they want Kane plays quarterback through to Son goal and vice versa. That's what I need to see. But, yeah, I hope Spurs uh, perform well. I want to see some good points on the board for myself. I'm sure Mourinho's feeling the same way about his team. And I don't feel there'll be any threat from West Brom. I know we saw them go 3-0 up against Chelsea and then let their lead slip but. We're not going to see that type of West Brom performance for a long time. They're just very dry at the moment. Nothing in the team. No no creativity. Blunt up top. Defence ain't that good. Goalkeeper's really not of Premier League standard. Slavan Bilic is really like on the edge now. And you can see his frustrations. All right, they signed someone like Ivanovic, but he's never going to really come and make that much of a difference to a team like West Brom. But... Yeah, we're, I think it'll be comfortable for Spurs. I think I don't think they'll start Bale in this one. I think they'll put him back on the bench as he started in Europa. And I think, yeah, we're going to be looking at a 3-4-0 win to Spurs. I'll say 3-0. I don't think really think West Brom will cause too many problems. If they do get a goal, it'll be one of them consolations ones where Spurs are already 3-0 up, get a bit comfortable, let one in. And that'll be it, really. Nothing from that team. And I expect them to go down as quick as they came up. After that, Wolves-Leicester at Leicester City Stadium. I think Leicester are looking very good at the moment. Whether it's home or away, they just seem to be getting the job done in every game. And with Jamie Vardy up top, he just doesn't seem like he's going to stop running. He looks like he is on Red Bull, Relentless, Monster, all them drinks. He just does not stop. And I think he's, what, 33, 34 now? As clinical as ever. I tell I was talking to someone at work the other day and I was saying like I don't understand when teams play Leicester and with Vardy, they allow themselves to play a high line, get popped with the ball over the top. We know Vardy loves that. Or he loves the ball into the box, little tapping. Give him at the ball at his feet, he doesn't really do much. But no one's really sussing that. And it's so frustrating when I watch it, but he's a clever striker. I guess he finds a way of getting around certain um defences he plays against. But Leicester, apart from Ndidi, have got a full, Ndidi and Pereira, got a full, fully fit team. And I just feel like they're really in a zone at the moment. And I know it's Wolves. Wolves do cause teams problems, but I can't really see Wolves causing too many problems for Leicester. 
I think Leicester won 4-0 midweek against Braga. And I think this game could kind of go the same way. A comfortable... I really think Leicester going to win this comfortably. I'm looking at like a 2-0 win. But not a 2-0 where they scrape it, but just just at ease with it. I just don't feel Wolves can cause enough problems. All right, they've got Jimenez and Neto. But these guys play... Uh, they've got international duty coming up. Played in Europa. And I think, unlike Leicester, they played their full first team in that one. So I can see a couple of players being tired. He's probably going to bench size again to the detriment of my fantasy football team. But yeah, Leicester will do a job, I think. And yeah, it will be a convincing win in my eyes. Now, the big one, Liverpool City. For some reason, I love seeing this game. Normally, this game, we hype it up and it's really not what we kind of expect. But I am really expecting a classic game, this one. Like I watched Liverpool play Atlanta, who are notorious for banging goals against loads of teams, but they didn't really do nothing against Liverpool in the Champions League. Jota went out there, got a hat-trick. So, yeah, I think Liverpool are going to come in this one on fire. But at the same time, you've got City playing against Liverpool, who won't have Van Dijk, who normally keeps the defence of Liverpool so assured. So, uh, it's a tough one to call. De Bruyne, Jesus... And I think in this one, he'll probably start with Mares to really get at the back four of Liverpool and really attack at Trent and get... I think the thing is, the key is to get at Trent because I think going forward, Trent is a great player. Defensively, not as good. And we've seen it all season. It hasn't been the same. To be honest, the whole Liverpool defence haven't been the same. But Trent is very suspect. Um, the centre-back partnership is a big one this weekend for Liverpool. Are they going to go with Reese Williams? Are they going to go with Phillips? Is Fabinho back? Is Matip back? I feel for them to have a solid game, I think Gomez has to be at the back. I think Matip has to play alongside him for Liverpool to really feel like they can see this one out comfortably. Because I feel if Gomez plays alongside one of the other young ones, I just really think City with Sterling, De Bruyne, Jesus will cause him too many problems. And to be honest, this could be the end of Liverpool's unbeaten home record, which I think I think is 159 games, 150, 159 games, which is phenomenal. But this could easily come to an end if they don't play that team. The front three, does Firmino start? For me, I would start Jota. I know people love Firmino. I'm a big Firmino fan, but we can't ignore the fact that Jota's gone and banged a hat-trick against Atlanta. He also scored against West Ham. He scored, was it Arsenal as well? I may be wrong. But he scored a couple of important goals and I think he really needs to start. And when someone's playing in that form, you can't have them on the bench. And I think is a good option to have come off the bench. If you're at 1-1 or you're leading at all in the game, Firmino is great to come and just get that goal when you need one to add some respite to your team. So hopefully Klopp, you know, listens to the fans alike and plays Jota because I've watched a lot of um, pre-match reviews and all these reports and everyone's saying they want Jota to start. But we know Klopp's a big fan of Firmino, so we'll see. But yeah, I feel if Jota starts, I can see them causing problems for City. But I think it will be a goal fest, an absolute goal fest. Final score, this is a very tough one. 
I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. If anyone's to win, I would say Liverpool just 3-2. But I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. So if it goes 3-2 as well, I'm right as well. So just you lot bear that in mind. So 2-2 two, two or 3-2, that allows me to get my prediction correct on this occasion, yeah? So yeah, I'm going to stick with that one. After that, we've got Arsenal, Aston Villa. Arsenal come off some great wins, great performances. Just played a uh, mouldy bread uh, just yesterday. In I think they were 1-0 down or I think they uh, mould considered a goal just before half-time. That was a drab game. I, I didn't really enjoy watching that one. Um, they rested a couple of key players. I'm sure a lot of them will return for this game on Sunday. We're going to see Mohamed El Hulit. Boy, like he's been playing very well. I'm sure we're going to see him and Partey after Partey in midfield doing their job. And I just think it's key for Mikel Arteta to not tweak the team too much as they're doing well and just get themselves in a run of consecutive wins, especially as every other team around is not playing the best football. So now's the time to really get a couple of wins together and get yourself in a position where you don't really have to worry about, okay, we've got a point here, we're going to be struggling to get back into that top five, top four position soon, etc., etc. So I think Arsenal can, if they can pick up a good run of wins, come Christmas, January, they'll be looking going, right, we're good. And if they need to, add a player or two in January and who knows where they can go from there. But yeah, I think they're looking good at the moment. Pardon me. Um, Villa, on the other hand, coming off a was it five three or four three defeat no four three to Southampton really should have been four one Southampton just took their foot off the pedal and made the score look a bit uh, closer than it should have been but Villa seem to be going for a bit of a rut at the moment uh, Grealish is not really at his normal self Watkins alright he got a penalty but they seem to after that Liverpool game it just seems as if all the gas has gone out of them but with Villa, still got quality, not enough to cause a lot of teams' problems. But you never know in this league. With no fans, they may just pick it up and cause an upset at Emirates. But I can't really see that happening in this one. I think Arsenal at the moment looking a bit more sound defensively. And they're all right. They're not scoring too many goals. But I just can't really see Villa causing too much of an issue. I think with this one, Arsenal, I'm saying what? 2-0 if Villa do score I can see Arsenal just going up there and getting another one so I would say if it's not 2-0 Arsenal possibly like a 3-1 Arsenal like to make a game interesting you know put their fans on the knife edge but yeah I would say 2-0 or 3-1 Arsenal with that one and before I go I just want to reiterate the importance of Son this week I'm telling you now I don't want to come into the next podcast talking about Son messing me up you know, I've got this boring international break coming as well. I don't want to be going into this break losing my head-to-head again. Like, I'm already looking at my team going, oh, I've made the right decision. So I'm banking on Son. Yeah, so all of you guys that listen to this, I want you to bring that positivity, bring me them extra points. I want to come next podcast to tell you, yeah, I've got over 90 points and brag about it. Yeah, I don't want to come on here sombre, you know? So... You guys get behind me. We'll do this together and we're going to celebrate on the next pod. Hope you all enjoyed that. 
I'll be back. We'll do a little one before the international break. Have a little week off. And we'll be back with another podcast. See you guys soon. (laughs) 